Tampa Tantrum episode the 29th. My name is Stephen Layton and I am joined by my wonderful friend and colleague, Mr. Colin Harmon. How are you, Colin? Um, I'm good. I'm No, I'm not good. I'm hungover. I was going to cover it up, but I, <laughs> I should live with the shame. We had an, an event last night where we got one of our favourite chefs to come and cook food and we did serving and we got wines in from our friend Shane at the Roost Wines and then we got really drunk. So, yeah. It's really rare you can hear a hangover in somebody, but you, you are definitely displaying the, um, the auditorial uh, elegancies of a, of a hangover very well. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, yeah. the reference. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. If, if we're talking hangovers, I had the mother of all hangovers in Prague. Like, the mother of all hangovers. So, uh, Jen had left her bag in my apartment before we went out to the party. And uh, she rang me up at 11 o'clock. And I literally was swaying and nearly fell over because I was still incredibly drunk from the night before. So, yeah, on, on the alcohol stakes, I, I think it took about 4 o'clock in the afternoon until I felt that I could really do anything cognitively. Well, um, what role models yeah, we are. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We're, we're making drinking look like it's big and grown up and you know, what everybody should do. Drink it irresponsibly, everybody. <laughs> and how. Um, so, Indeed. yeah, uh, Prague. Let's, shall we start there? We can do. We can do. It's very fresh in the memory, Tony. This time last week... So we off, were off he went to... Re- remind everybody where Prague is, Steve. <laughs> Prague is in Central Europe. It is. It's very central, isn't it? It is in Central <laughs> Very, very central. Not to be confused with Eastern Europe at all. Eastern Europe is actually located um, to the east of Prague. Well, that's because Prague is in Central Europe. Exactly. Did you not know? <laughs> so, so for those of you who are completely bewildered by what we're talking about... Um, Prague has definitely had uh, a tendency to be uh, referenced as part of Eastern Europe on Twitter. And the, the very excellent Mr. Gwilym Davies, now residing in Prague or in a town outside thereof. In Central Europe. Um, in Central Europe, yeah, is, is very quick to defend the geographical inaccuracies that are being bandied about on Twitter about uh, Prague being in Eastern Europe. When in fact it is very much in Central Europe. Because the logic of saying that Prague is in Eastern Europe would come from a position where someone, let's say, based in the UK, would presume that the UK is central and everything else is east east of that. Would that be fair, Steve? Or am I being too aggressive with the people living in, east, in uh, the UK? I think that it's seen as uh, Eastern Europe as it had a very heavy uh, Eastern influence uh, from the Soviet kind of communist times and... The architecture in the most, what is a very, very beautiful city, does definitely have a very Eastern European tinge to it. And that is going to be my justification for making that mistake earlier. And I do thank you from the very bottom of my heart, Colin, for bringing this up during the podcast. No worries. And making me look like the Luddite that I am. Well, Um, a a very clever man once told me that you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And Prague is definitely in Central Europe. My, my response to, okay, okay, if it's in Central Europe, I'll be politically correct. And your response was, no, just correct. Just like, correct. It was quite amusing. You could, <laughs> <laughs> you could drop the politically bit, yeah. Just geographically correct or just plain old <laughs> correct. So, uh, I've never been to Prague and I'd love to go. I'd love to go just hang out with Quillam and talk shite for three days. But um, 
aside from that, um, how was the event? So organised by BGE, the Euro Guild? Yeah, the Barista Guild of, U- Barista Guild of Europe, our host partners for Tampa Tantrum Prague. Um, yeah, before I go on to the event, uh, I, I did, just before I left on Sunday, I managed to catch up with Gwilym for a, an hour, if that, um, and uh, have a drink with him. And I was just reassured that the whole world was still the same. As Gwilym was going to meet us at two, he turned up at four o'clock. We tried ringing him at three o'clock, but his phone went dead because he hadn't got enough battery on it and didn't know where we were, so had to go and buy a battery charger from the shop to charge his phone up. But then he hadn't got a cable, so then he had to go to another shop to buy a cable to plug in so he could charge his phone to see where we were. And it just reassured me that everything was well in the world, that Gwilym hasn't changed one little bit. However much Petra tries to organise him, and make him into a more, you know, kind of uh, sensible, you know, more organised person. He's still Gwilym. Well, still very Gwilym. I think you should be commended for having a phone in the first place. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That that was something old Gwilym would never have actually had charging the phone to be able to buy the charger. So, um, but yes, no, um, Prague was amazing. It's the first time I've been. Uh, an incredibly beautiful city. So cheap. So, so cheap. Um, beer, less than a euro. Um, food, you can go out and eat well for 10, 15 euro for um, a couple of people. Accommodation, ridiculously cheap. Beautiful city, very easy to get around. Um, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. The event was Thursday. I didn't get to go on this, but Calais, Calais Fresse did a guided tour of Prague on a boat. Baristas on a boat. Bear in mind that Calais has only been to Prague once before. I thought it was very honourable of him to step forward as a tour guide for the, the city. <laughs> it doesn't strike me as one of Prague's favourite sons. Not that Prague has anything against him. I don't think he's been involved in any um, bismudgery of their political or geographical location of late. But <laughs> at the same time, he doesn't, he doesn't seem best suited to do a Prague boat tour. Surely Gwilym would have been better suited being a man of Prague and also a former boat owner himself. Well, it was actually from Calais that he told me it was in Eastern Europe. So, from his tour. (laughs) No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't. Um, But apparently, uh, a bunch of baristas went on a boat. Calais pointed at things that he thought he knew what they were, but wasn't sure. And they all got drunk. And a great time was had by all. Um, Friday was the the main educational event. So, on Friday, we did uh, six speakers. Um, a, A very... A very geeked out Tampa Tantrum. It was uh, sandwiched in between. Were, were was very much a barista stroke roaster feel to it. But either end, we had two scientists kind of really um, geeking out on stuff, which was was really interesting. And um, yeah, that was great. And then on Saturday, uh, the day that I couldn't get out of bed, and uh, apparently they all went on a coffee tour around some coffee shops. I think about three people did who didn't drink and the rest stayed in bed. But I ended up in a hotel bar at three o'clock in the morning, not knowing where I was living or anything. But yeah, so Saturday was a write-off. But apparently they went round all the coffee shops in Prague and had a wonderful time, which was great. Um, but obviously awesome. our main event was on Friday, um, where <laughs> me and Calais, because you, you, you hate Eastern Europe uh, and you despise Central <laughs> Europe, um, so you didn't come. No, I, Calais actually, the problem was... I actually went to Eastern Europe, so I was a couple of hundred miles away. From <laughs> no, not really. That's that's a lie. I just lied. 
You were on a beach. Um, I was on a beach in Lanzarote with my family and extended family, and I had a wonderful time, and I shouldn't feel bad about it. No, no, you shouldn't. And actually, Calais was was uh, a more than adequate replacement. He, he it's actually been like over the years. We've had a few people step in, like James Hoffman famously stepped in in Asia. He did. Um, to try and fill my gigantic giant light boots. Yeah. Uh, Tim Varney. Tim Varney was excellent in Vienna. The Von Meister. Uh, yeah, very good. I think we should try and rope him into doing something if we ever go down towards Australia and New Zealand direction. It he, he's on my list for in. a speaker. I would love to hear him speak about uh, the, the whole Aeropress thing and how that came about and how he's turned it into the monster that it is or uh, his experiences of working in uh, Australasia and in uh, can we say Northern Europe is that correct to say Northern Europe of well the history, history shows that you can say whatever you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we worked in Southern Europe in uh, Norway <laughs> part of the Spanish ar- archipelago <laughs> um, um, but so, yeah, no. Having guest, spe- great, yeah. guest speakers has always been fun. Um, it's uh, I, I, I enjoyed uh, having somebody who's intelligent standing behind me to make me look good. Awesome. So, to be well, the videos are going to go live uh, in the weeks in between the podcasts. Yes, as, as per as per usual, we had six speakers. Is that correct? We did. We did. We started off the day with Shahan, uh, Shahan Yurtsian, who. You said he's a member of the board, and I was like, no, no, I don't think he's a member of the SCAE board. He is a member of the SCAE board, not from Eastern Europe either. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but he is a member of the board. Uh, he is a scientist in Switzerland, and he's doing lots of research on uh, taste perception. Um, he came with a 20-minute presentation that had 45 slides in it. Um so he was just plain out lying that it was going to be 20 minutes. And at 40 minutes, we were like, oh, he's doing, like, we should kill this here. But it was so interesting that we just let it run and we, we cut the questions and answers short at the end. But he was phenomenal. Uh, he, he's, his talk is going to be um, super interesting for all those interested in um, taste and, and, and uh, what we perceive. Reminded me very much of the research from the SCIA that we talked about a little while back with about the Katura uh, Castillo stuff. It was that kind yeah. of uh, using <coughs> tasters to assess and see what they were perceiving. And um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it, it was a really, really great talk. Um, I, I enjoyed that one very much. It's and good to get a good mix. Like I think in, in, it is fair to say that when the lineup um, came together, we did have a moment where we looked at it. And went okay, there there isn't there isn't really like an, an anchor speaker here as such, like there has been in the past. Like there's always been like a, a James Hoffman or a Matt Perger or someone like that to, to draw crowds in. Um, but this this one was content heavy. Like this was. This was like Tampa Tantrum is like, some of my favorite speakers have been people that I, I didn't know who they were. Like, uh, we spoke recently about um, from Sluter's, is his first Phil. name is Tim. Phil. Phil. Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil from Sluter's. Like, he was excellent, like, one of my favorite. I didn't know who he was before, before Tampa Tantrum. So, Tampa Tantrum, as much as it's giving a voice to people that are very well known, uh, it's it's great to introduce people and and uh, although the lineup I suppose at the start didn't seem to have one of those big heavy hitters, I think this one is going to be one of the the best 
content driven type of content so we thought if not the best well I think it was very much it was bread <coughs> like we had, we, we had two pieces of bread between some meat in the middle and the bread was this really heavy research like you know professors you know universities people kind of giving really content heavy stuff and we did have some like you know, our next speaker of the day was uh, oh no there was third there was Tibor and Tibor's one was it reminded me a lot of your Tamper Tantrum talk you gave the first ever Tamper Tantrum the first Tamper Tantrum talk of all time actually because you spoke first didn't you was oh. uh, how to open a coffee shop and Tibor was talking about how to hire people like so interesting um, uh, real insight oh. and stuff I, I kind of thought about but when he was actually saying it out loud I was like oh yeah Good. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Because actually, Mark Ashbridge recently did something at established another former tamper tantrum speaker, or maybe he's not a former. Maybe once you're a tamper tantrum speaker, you're always a tamper tantrum speaker, like like the president. Is that like you're always a world barista champion? Yeah, well, you're always the president of the U.S. United States. You're never former president. You always anyway. Yeah. So tamper tantrum speaker Mark Ashbridge um, created this like was uh, a questionnaire and it just helps to like filter like we've hired people done like week trials and they'll be like okay cool you're on board cool can we have a PPS number and they go oh I don't have one I'm illegal and you're like wow did you not think to mention this before we can't hire you now you know it's like it's it, it's weird or like people you come on and be like oh okay you're rostered on for Saturday oh I, I can't work weekends and you're like what <laughs> so he, he did out this um, sheet just asking all these basic questions like can you work weekends uh, can you lift more than this weight or like just the stuff that you need to know that you forget to ask and uh, he says it, it helps it obviously so I'm looking forward to seeing T-Boss because I'm hoping it'll give me uh, a few more tips on how to get that done it's really interesting as well what, like one of the things he said was somebody came for a job and he, and he actually turned them down and they came back a few months later and he didn't remember uh, didn't remember them at all and now it's one of his like one of his most loyal employees and it was like and, and actually, one of, you know, one of the guys that was the hardest, and he, he came out in a conversation. He was like, "Oh no, yeah, we, you know, I, I went away and learned some stuff, and then came back because, you know, I obviously didn't know enough." And it really interesting that that came across in in in, a, in, in two interviews with the same person. But yeah, also talked about little things like, you know, are they drinking your coffee? You know, do they like coffee? Do they have an interest around it? Um, you know, the normal thing where people talk about can. can can you teach somebody? You, it's easy to teach somebody to make uh, great drinks, but can you teach them customer service? And, and part of the argument is actually, yeah, you can teach them both. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, very good part, very very good yeah. talk. And then uh, in between uh, those two, we had Erna, Erna Tosberg, a German barista champion, 2013, 14, sorry, 14. Um, uh, just basically talked about what competition had given her and how uh, how important competition was. Um, but interestingly, the, the downsides of competition, so how much you have to invest into it financially and emotionally uh, and the kind of tools that you need to be successful in a local barista championship. Uh, and I thought that was a very uh, honest view of, of how competition is. Um, and then we brought all three together at the end and had... Instead of doing the question and answers where me and you normally ask them lots of questions as well as the audience, I asked no questions until we got them on the panel. And then me and uh, Calais sat there and interrogated all three of them at the same time um, and got them asking questions to each other. It worked really well. Really well. Um, Yeah, it sounds good. 
Because I sometimes feel that, like, um, it's, like, to people, everybody has lots of questions and nobody asks them. It seems like there's too much pressure. It's like, okay, and now with the questions and yeah. you, you, you need that, like what we used to do with some of the events, which I'm sure some of you already figured out, is that you plant three questions. So once those three questions are asked, then, then everybody starts asking questions. So, yeah. But doing something like this, your way, makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. It seems like it would... Um, Help to uh, develop a lot of debate as well. Well, the great thing with those as well, it's going to be another video that comes out as well. So we're going to have, you know, the three videos of the speakers, and then a fourth one come out where we're asking lots of questions across them, and they're asking each other questions. And particularly in the afternoon session, um, there were so many cross questions between each other on there. It, it was really interesting, and um, yeah, you know, other speakers asking speakers stuff was like, yeah, this is good. This is what I want to happen. Um, so then we had we had we had a we had a lunch break and we had uh, some cuppings going on outside um, that were organised by the BGE. Um, so it was a taste of some of the the, the Prague roasters. Um, I'd, I'd sent some of their coffees into cup, um, which was super interesting, um, as you would expect. And then we kicked off the afternoon yeah. with Adam uh, Adam Neubauer, who is the uh, mm -hmm. current. Uh, Czechoslovakian, uh, Czech Republic uh, barista champion in Central Europe, not in Eastern Europe, uh, for this year, and the first time semi finalist from Czech Republic, which was uh, amazing. And he, um, he he just talked, got up and talked about uh, experiences within the shop um, and how uh, the Czech coffee scene and um, yeah, really really super interesting. I, I can't keep saying super interesting, but like the whole thing was aimed at. Um, you know, kind of bringing different people together, but all with this similar vibe of like sharing their experiences of competition, shop, uh, hiring it's, staff. It's interesting. One thing that Grillam has always talked to about in the Czech Republic is that the context of what they do, especially coffee, is so different because, like, the wage of a of a person working in, in Czech Republic is like two euro or something an hour. Mm -hmm. Like and like them getting access to the events that are run and. Even just like buying like a special bag of coffee from from Hasbeen or Tim Wendelbow or something like that is like it's a big deal. Like it's a lot more money there than it is in other parts of the world, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 very we there's a lot of talk about the economics of coffee, but it's all very um, driven by kind of Western Europe, I suppose. <laughs> um, that's actual Western Europe, Steve, as opposed Ireland. to made up Western Europe. So, <laughs> Galway specifically. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting conversation. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then you had Chris, you had Mr. Chris Hendon as well. Yeah, well, we we had Joanna as well first from Drop Coffee. Um, uh, Joanna Alm, um, who uh, we, was one fantastic to have a roaster. And I kind of it made me realise we actually haven't had so many roasters on Tampa Tantrum. I kind of was trying to think back of other roasters we've had and um, who, who have we had? Tim Wendelbow? I mean, real roasters. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Tim, um, I've been naughty. No, no, Tim, for sure, Tim, but that was like 2012. Um, wow, yeah, that is, a good, that is a very good point. Yeah. You'd think that you would have beat this drum before. I thought you would have noticed. I, I hadn't. I hadn't noticed at all um, until the wonderful Joanna got up and talked about her style of roasting and how it, it, in 
you know, in Sweden it's seen as a very unique style. Uh, and and um, her mythology for, for roast, it was like, I just sat there expecting to have the biggest argument with Joanna. Like, I, I honestly, from everything I've seen of Rock Cover, I was like, we're going to fall out, they're going to be, like, we're going to have completely opposite opinions. And I just sat there nodding my head all the way through and going, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're amazing. So why did you think that you disagreed? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know so much about drop coffee. So I've had probably three or four of their coffees, but I haven't had a lot, and I don't know lots about them. They're not the kind of company that tend to shout a lot on the internet and stuff. And I thought I was going to get this typical Nordic approach to coffee roasting that uh, I was going to disagree with, because I, I do disagree with a lot of the, the, the Nordic styles. I, I appreciate it, and I know that it's different, but it's not my style. But Joanna kind of stood up there yeah. and said... All the things that I, I've been saying for a long time, and more on top of that, like she made me think so much about other elements of roasting, uh, and also made me realise that we do need more roasters on Tampa Tantrum because like, it's a whole part where I, I was pushed to make different, different thoughts and different decisions, and I kind of went away. Like a- afterwards, I, I, on the, at the party in the evening, I just sat and talked to Joanna for like two, three hours asking her lots of questions about her roasting and the style and what they're doing and, and how they're sourcing and all of those things and it really was uh, eye-opening. It, it was just um, amazing to find somebody you know, like-minded but also with so many different ideas as well as being like-minded if that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Well, we should get more roasters as well. That's... Yeah. So, it's a, there's a few roasters that I can think of off the top of my head and I want to hear who they are because it's not fair. Um, but, They've said no, mm. uh, and particularly uh, uh, women uh, roasters. This has happened a few times. So we, we like, I'd like to get more women onto Tampa Tantrum. Uh, most people say yes, but it's always been um, we've had a lot of women and a lot of roasters say no to say, oh, I just don't fancy doing that. I, uh, so that's, I think maybe baristas and shop owners are more interested in, or more used to the like front of house people are more inter- or more able to get up and speak. That's a massive generalisation, but maybe roasters are, well, you aside, are very shy and retiring types. I'm very shy but, and retiring. Yeah, you are, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, tucked away there in Central Europe. Um, <laughs> so they, uh, they uh, yeah, we should definitely, yeah, that's, I can't believe that, but you're dead right. Yeah. There, there needs to be more roasters on there. But I hadn't and spotted it either. Have we ever had a barista on? Huh? Have we ever had a barista on? Oh gosh, many. I think baristas deserve a bit more of the limelight. Do you so think? I think we should, um, yeah, we don't get enough credit. How about competition baristas? We should maybe get more of them too. There, there should be a barista competition. So we should do that. We, we should definitely try and invent one. Um, no, I, 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 I am a roaster. I don't know if you know. I, I am a ro- You're a roaster. You've been on. There you go. There's another. Yeah, did I, did I say this in Tapper Tantrum? I didn't. Maybe I was going to say it anyway because it's worth saying. I was recently brought to see a place, uh, I won't say where, because it's unfair. <laughs> uh, and I got there, and the guy was like, I was like, so what are we doing today? And he goes, oh, well, we've organised for our staff to come in, and you're going to give them a roasting seminar. And I was like, what? And I don't know how to roast coffee. And they're like, but you own a roastery. I'm like, I own a roastery. I don't know how to roast coffee, though. And it was, I had a great laugh. They didn't. <laughs> so we had to, like do something else instead but um did, did you did yeah, they hope that i, I was with you so i could deliver a barista presentation later on in the afternoon because i am no, a competition barista know. regularly placing finals yet to represent internationally 
a big part of me did wish that you were there to see the moment where they asked me to do the Rosie seminar. Part of me wanted to just go ahead and do it. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to go hell for letter. Just like, okay, dudes, this is how we roast the little small bean things. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. Um, um, so, so, yeah, after Joanna, we, we had our other piece of bread. Um, in our lovely geek sandwich um, of Chris Hendon. Uh, most people will know Chris because he's done lots of work with Maxwell Colonna Dashwood in uh, Bath on water. Uh, they have worked together on a paper that has been published in a scientific journal uh, and they continue to work on that uh, and are striving ahead uh, with their research. Um, so Chris, is uh, he, he leaves to go to... America to MIT um, in a few months' time, so he won't be in the UK for uh, too much longer, which is uh, really sad for the UK coffee industry, which is in uh, Western Europe. MIT is very prestigious as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, so he... Um, he only has... He is C.H. Hendon, which is C-H-H-E-N-D-O-N on Twitter. Only has 368 followers. You should become one if you're not already. There you go. Publicised. He'd suddenly get three followers oh, yeah. tonight and go, why has this happened? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, Chris, uh, I expected him fully to stand up and talk about water. You think, like, he's the water guy. He's done all this studying on water. So he stood up and he talked about grinding. <laughs> yeah. No, just as you it's, do. It, I've, I've spoken to him a bit on email uh, about grinding. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it makes me think of the things I didn't think about before. Very clever. I need to go back and read the emails again every now and again. Go, okay, have I got this yet? But, yeah, I'd be inter- really interested in seeing that. Yes. Um, I don't think it necessarily what? told us anything <coughs> because the research is fairly new. Um, and uh, he's still in the middle of that research. But it was great to see an insight into where he's going with it, what he's doing. And, again, it brought on a whole heap of stuff that was... Um, you know, it makes you think about stuff. And, that, and that, that's what Tampa Tantrum ultimately we wanted to be about, that it makes you stop and think a little bit more about something outside of, um, you know, outside of what your normal comfort zone is. And, and Chris was great. And I actually got to go and have uh, a few whiskeys with Chris on the evening and really we had a really good time. And he was another person that I cornered and may have uh, bored to death by asking them lots of questions. But Chris was great and uh, another yeah. one that's going to be a, a fantastic uh, presentation and just was perfect having these two scientists either side of you know real coffee uh, baristas and roasters it just seemed to really flow really well it reminded me so much of the first the first couple that we did in Dublin you know the whole structure and the feel of it and the the quality of presentation um, was really strong content awesome. heavy and it's important to to note as well that that there are many events coming to a city close to you mm. um, uh, uh, so yeah it's, it's going to be exciting to see them roll out over the next few years and go to different parts of the world maybe back to Central Europe I'd love to go to Central Europe again Central Europe is wonderful it's a beautiful place just as Eastern and Western is yeah awesome cool I'm looking forward to seeing the videos and from what I hear, uh, Robin, who is our head barista at 3FE, she had a wonderful time and uh, well, yeah, learned a lot from Mr. Hendon, so it's, it's great. Uh, and 
I think the BG events or the Euro Guild, if they prefer to be called, is um, or uh, uh, I know it's great. I think it's this sort of stuff is happening. I think it's uh, it's something uh, I wish had been available when I got into coffee, and I think it's a, it's a really great shortcut to get to meet some really great people and some like-minded individuals. So if if and when they run their next event, sign up for it. The Can we say when our next event is yet? Is that far too ahead of no, I, I, I announced it when we were there, so apparently I wasn't meant to, but it's going to be in Paris. Paris in France. It's going you did it again. You just announced it. Oh, no. Oh, how silly of me. Paris. Oh, 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 no, it's not going to be Paris. It's going to be in Paris. Um, yes. Paris. It's going to be in Paris. It's going to awesome. be uh, October, November, December time. The date is still to be confirmed. Uh, that's going to be done sometime next week. So we will have an announcement coming out soon. And uh, we, we're already well, uh, well into working our wish list out of speakers. Um, me, you, and Jed have been talking about it. We've got a list of people we're going to hit, and as soon as we get the date, expect an email in your inbox soon. Um, we, we had this wonderful um, uh, tete a tete happening with, with Klaus Thompson, who oh. recently spoke uh, at Seattle. And what, but you see, what happens is that we email Klaus and say, "Can you do this?" Event and Kelsey emails back and says, "Oh, I'd love to. I can't do. It. I'm so busy. Uh, but definitely put me down for next one." And then we have a couple of days of doubt where we go, "Maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe he's just making it up. He really doesn't want to." And then the day after we think that, Kelsey email again saying, "I'm really sorry. I couldn't make it. Like, but definitely, definitely, I'm not saying it because I don't want to do it. I definitely want to do it." So at some stage, we tend to. Nail down Klaus Thompson and make him do a presentation. When Klaus Thompson talks, we wrap it up. We're finished. We're done. It's all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I, 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 like the only guy I think I could ask a billion times and would still ask him again just in case. He, uh, I, I so yeah. want to see him talk. And I know when he does it, it's going to be absolutely shit. It's going to be terrible. I have a... <laughs> 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 we will heckle him. Oh yeah. It's like that. It's like. It's like that episode of The Simpsons that I vaguely remember where Homer goes to a lake to catch this giant mythical fish that nobody can catch. Blinky. So, Klaus, Klaus <laughs> if, you, if you're listening over there in southern Europe, <laughs> uh, you are a giant fish to us. He's blinky. You're a big, massive, a big, blinky, massive fish. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, moving on swiftly. Yeah. Are you going to um, come to Paris? Uh, or do I have to find I somebody else to replace holiday. you again? Yeah. I might take another holiday. I'll see how I feel. We, um, no, yeah, definitely. I'm going to go to Paris. Um, Life is one Paris. big holiday for you. One big holiday. Par- uh, Paris. Paris is home to the Parisians. Actually. Are, they, are, they, are they in Northern Europe? <laughs> they're anywhere you want. Actually, Paris is in. Paris, uh, this is not a joke. Paris was originally in, in, inhabited by uh, the... Parisi tribe, I believe what they're called. And they lived on what is now known as the Ile de Cité, which is like a small island in the middle of, of the Seine that runs through Paris. And it is a Roman city, so it has a grid system running north, south, Cardo, Decumanus, and um, yeah, there you go. You know, Colin, That's sometimes you, 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 like, you absolutely amaze me at how boring you can be. <laughs> for my presentation at Temple Junction. The uh, history of Paris. Yes. Um, uh, we, before, oh yeah, before I move on from Prague, uh, I have seen, oh, seen some of the footage and it is going to be 
I reckon the best yet footage wise because we got to use our own AV crew who are going to be doing as many of these as we can get them to uh, so there'll be some consistency with it but honestly the filming and the quality of the filming looks phenomenal I'm so excited for these it's going to be production value gone mad um, we had a couple of fixed cameras and a roving camera and I really think the, the quality of the footage is going to be the best yet um, dead excited dead excited yeah I'm very very much looking forward to it and shout out to the boys tentacle for a doing so we've still got a couple of talks to come from Asia as well which Asia is in uh, it's its own con continent it's not in Europe so it's not Eastern or Western or Central Europe um, it's definitely in Asia and we have James Hoffman's talk still to come uh, and we also have Kim Elena Enescu's from Counterculture um, to come as well so two exciting talks once they're done we'll dive into the new footage and we'll start getting the ones up from Prague which will be in around about six weeks time awesome I'm very much looking forward to that yes no, I can't wait. It's uh, it's good, and so that so that footage is just going to be boom. Um, we had a few issues with the microphones at one point because they wouldn't let us use our microphones. We had to use the ones supplied by the uh, the event place. But yeah, it's it, we 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 got round it. We we worked with what we had. Awesome, cool. Look forward to that. Right. Where to next on this on this uh, wonder the wagon that is Tampa? Tampa? Um. I, I want to do something outside of Europe again, but I don't know about you. You, yeah. you don't you don't like going anywhere unless it's in Dublin. <laughs> no, I think it's um, yeah, you can um, yeah. It's I, I, think be, uh, I think we have lots of irons in the fire at the moment, but it's very difficult to talk about them until we get people to pay for them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. Um, cool. Moving on swiftly. Yes. What is next on our agenda? Uh, I don't know because I've lost my agenda. Okay. I may have eaten it. I will look at our agenda. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I just we go to. I want to talk very briefly about this because um, uh, it's a a lot of work is still in the planning. But it suffices to say that the reaction to the World Coffee Throwing Championships has been incredible. There has been a bit um, of controversy though. There has been a bit of controversy. There has Would you like to let the people in on that? Yeah, so th th there's been some claims of that there's been inappropriate payments <coughs> made to both me and Colin, um, which has been a bit like a whole scandal around. Um, Colin Blatter that's, has been in charge of something that, that, that not been good. That money was just resting in my account. That was <laughs> I. There was no impropriety at all. Yeah. So I don't think uh, any of those accusations are uh, well founded. There's no smoke without fire. But, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, in saying that, if you would like to bribe us in any way, shape, or form, we're very open to to that. Um, How open as, was the bidding process for the finals to be in Dublin? Uh, yeah, you're breaking up there. I can't actually hear <laughs> if the line broke up there, uh, so we should move on. We should. Um, yeah. So it's um, well, one of the important rules of the with the WCTC um, <laughs> is that we as judges have retain the authority to make up rules at whim uh, which at first seems a little unfair and actually in truth it remains unfair okay. if at first it seems unfair and then the more you think about it the more uh, the more yeah 
accurate that seems. It is very unfair. I, I know we're not talking about it today, but can I ask a question? I got asked by a member of my team today um, about the competition. Is uh, yeah. Are you allowed to wear cricket whites when bowling or throwing your coffee? Yes. Good. Um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right of me as a judge to um, to give people hints and tips about how to score better, but you'll score better. <laughs> and how about uh, like? Do you have to wear the cricket box with it as well? The cricket? What's a cricket box? Oh right, sorry. Also over here in Central Europe, don't really play much cricket. Um, so we, uh, it's. Um, I think you'll find we're yeah, Central I'm Europe. Say yes. In the Western Europe. <laughs> uh, well, we're we're below a bit of you guys, so technically we're. How can they be central and we're directly below them? And we're, yeah, I don't understand that. But anyway, but yeah, definitely wear your cricket box. Okay, cool. And costume. This all this all goes towards the overall impression and synergy. <laughs> it's that important synergy. Um, yeah, we're definitely. not talking about that anyway because we we we're still we're still trying to be bribed some more uh, Coca Cola and yeah. Visa. Uh, um, fighting it out at the moment with McDonald's, and uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. who wins. Septic bladder. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, and then finally, uh, Gothenburg is looming large on the horizon. Yes. Are you going? Um, in true Colin style, no. <laughs> um, but um, I believe. Uh, Today's guest, Mr. David Veal, is going to be there, and I think we're going to do an interview with him. Um, so, it's been a very um, interesting interview from Mr. Veal, hasn't it? <laughs> he hasn't said much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, Jen asked us not to talk about this, so we're going to talk about it. Um, uh, David Veal was supposed to join us today, and uh, I think there was a bit of a communication error, and uh, it didn't come to fruition, so we're going to interview David Veal at Gothenburg. Um, and, uh, is it, and we have is a, it few a communication more. issue when somebody doesn't reply to your email until until you've <laughs> That's started recording? An issue of communication. <laughs> it's definitely an issue of communication, but um, <laughs> perhaps not in the in the light. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's um, so yeah, we'll definitely get David on. Um, and in fairness, David has been a very passionate supporter of Tampa Tantrum. He has uh, spoke uh, on stage at, at uh, Vienna, I believe, mm. with very little notice, mm-hmm. and uh, was yeah for, quite an elegant speaker and did very well. So we're looking forward to that. And we have a hit list of people that will be obviously Klaus Thompson's on there. So we get the, that big blinking fish, Klaus Thompson, to, um, <laughs> to come and talk to us when we see him in Gothenburg and many other people uh, at that show. Uh, Rico was on that week, um, so um, that's uh, I think that's on the days before uh, the world of coffee, and then uh, the show unravels there. So at this stage, I'm not going, but you know, I won't rule it out. But I don't think I will be there. Mm. But, uh, I booked, good luck to I booked of the my codes. flights last week. I actually booked them while I was in Prague. Well, there you go. But I'm only going for one day. I'm going for the Thursday. Overnight. Yes, I'm, I'm arriving late Wednesday night, and I'm leaving. Friday afternoon, so but the, the show finishes Thursday, so I just sort of go for the last day, hang out, say hello yeah. to people. I've actually not walked around a show for like forever, <coughs> so whenever I go to a show, I normally end up emceeing competitions. But because WC, you know, they haven't invited me to emcee anything this year, so I'm uh, I'm going to go and see a show and walk around. Awesome. I, I've been asked to work on a stand as well. Um, Have you said no? 
Uh, I haven't said yes or no. I said I wasn't. I wasn't sure if I was going, but I might. I might do. I might do it now. I, I'm actually. What I'm thinking of doing. So I'm. Spon- I'm one of the brew bar sponsors again this year. Is I actually might go and work brew bar for an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. You are the king of Chemex after all. Exactly. I can show them how it's done, and um, yeah, if you want to come and say hello to me while I'm I, I, I'm on brew, I, I, they haven't invited me to, but I'm just going to turn up and say hi. I'm here to do my shift and start making coffee. Yeah, that'd be great idea. Um, so yeah, I think um, last week's podcast was or podcast from two weeks ago yes. with Stephen Marcy was very well received, very interesting, and a little long. Uh, it was just so bloody interesting. Uh, it's hard to 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 uh, to not talk more than an hour and a half. I tried to chop so, it up. Uh, I tried to chop it up. You know, I did try. <coughs> I went to go in and I start. I went in with the pure intention of making it into two or three episodes and and put it out, you know out over a week. And I couldn't find anywhere to chop it up because it just flowed so nicely. It was like ah yeah, tamper tantrum of old. Just do it. Yeah, it's great, but. In the spirit of of, uh, of that, I think we should maybe let everybody off school early today okay. and uh, wrap it up for today. Yeah. We, we collect more uh, uh, interviews at Gothenburg. Go back and watch the videos. It's 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 great to see every week the podcast is getting more and more popular, but it's great to see the numbers on the old videos just start to rise up and people going back to that back catalogue. I love saying back catalogue. Um, and um, yeah, just getting all of that going. Tamper Tantrum is getting better. It's getting more consistent. We're doing some really interesting stuff with it. And uh, we also are the home of the World Coffee Throne Championships. We are indeed. indeed. I, um, I also, I did get, I got five interviews while I was um, doing Tampa Tantrum um, in Prague uh, with people oh, awesome. who, uh, actually a, a, a Tampa Tantrum speaker, but also some people that I didn't really know. Um, we just, you know, we're just, uh, we're baristas, you know, working, working shops that I hadn't heard of. Um, and so I'm going to try and edit some of those together and start putting some of those up after this podcast. So there's only five of them because it was in the lunch break. I recorded it, but, um, there should be a, a little, a little f- couple of freebies to throw out there. There were five, five to eight minutes long little snippets. So I'll get those done next week sometime. Awesome. <laughs> Anyone wondering what that weird noise is? That was me sneezing. Um, have we got all of the ones from Seattle out now? They are all up. Yeah, Pete's was the last one last Friday. Awesome. I, and he must be commended for not dissing me live on air. So, yeah. well, not recorded on air, not live on air. Um, so, well done, Pete. Checks in the post. <laughs> Should have heard what he said afterwards. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Right, yes, we are done. Uh, thank you very much, Colin. Uh, it's been a, a, a joy and a pleasure. And um, talk to you soon, over and out.